What's up, man? Uh, can you hear me all right? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Uh, yeah, I just got done my workout. I feel good. Nice. Looking <laughs> good in your primetime shirt. Yeah, man. I got to represent WrestleMania and all the festivities. I'm sure we got a lot to talk about. I saw your uh, tribute to Titus. That was really nice, man. Yeah, I dig I did it. that edit all by myself. <laughs> Pat yourself on the back, man. Good edits. Good edits. I literally have yeah. nothing prepared. This morning, I was like, man, like... WrestleMania just happened. I miss talking to Fred. <laughs> Let's just do it. I don't want to guess. I don't want to prepare for anything. Yeah, I just want to yeah, I just want to go. <laughs> yeah. That's a great opening. And you need to put that Celsius down. Don't take this out of uh the opening. Get rid of that Celsius because they wouldn't sign me. Ah. Uh, I thought you did. No, oh yeah, you did some posts for them. Yeah, I did like 3 months of work and they paid me like a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wanted to work with them again. I had reached out to them like the ending of my second month just to plant the seed, and they were like, "Unfortunately, we 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 met our budget for the <laughs> year, so we'll contact you later." You know, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. You got to continually, for me personally, the way it works for me, is I have to contact the people every couple weeks or months. Uh, but for me, you know, one door closes, another one opens up. Because, you know, I know you see my posts, I see your posts, but Glitch Energy, I signed with them for the rest of 2021. So you got to hustle. I always say my social media is an open diary to the world. So anything I ever post always comes from the heart. I say it all the time with the intent to inspire, motivate, and educate the masses. Everyone wants to know what I'm taking, what I'm supplementing with. I'm not going to post anything that I'm not using. I reach out to a company. I say, you want to collaborate? Let me try your product. And if I like it, if it works for me, then, you know, you use my social media to market your stuff. So um, I got to hustle. So out with Celsius and with Glitch Energy, baby. I like Let's it, man. Go. You know what time it is. WrestleMania was a crazy, crazy week. It was a crazy week extravaganza. And that's one of the things that I love about Mania season because it doesn't just last one day. It's a whole week. And it's awesome for us now because WrestleMania is now two nights. And I feel like this time around is the first time that we actually experience WrestleMania two nights the right way. Because, you know, with last year, it was so last minute with the pandemic and they just had to put everything together at the performance center so yes it was officially wrestlemania but we didn't get get that wrestlemania feel so this time around i felt like we really got the two night wrestlemania feeling to it and um a lot of great matches i like how they evened it out with seven match a night um at first you know i thought it didn't make sense for uh the andre the giant battle royal to be on smackdown and the uh, the SmackDown Tag Team Championship little thing they did, I didn't. Th I thought that should have been on the card because that would have made it like eight eight. Um, so I don't, I'm not quite sure why they did that. Maybe time constraints or whatever. But um, I mean, let's start off with that, man. Like SmackDown was kind of like a little uh, kickoff to WrestleMania because they had the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, and your boy Jay Uso won it, man. Well. I love Jey Uso, but let me share what was a gut punch to me. Oh, so, someone, someone that I hadn't talked to in a while. He was a friend of Titus, uh, cool guy. I hadn't talked to him in a long time. For him to text me 
and say, uh, oh, will they still have WrestleMania uh, because it's raining? And I said to myself, absolutely, the show goes on. Someone died in the ring uh, years ago. The show went on. Mm. The pandemic happened. The show goes on. Mm. A little rain is not going to stop WWE. And I'm talking about the the tragic, 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 awful death of Owen Hart. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's one wrestler besides Owen Hart and Yoko Luna, two wrestlers I always w- wish I met. You know, uh, and then with those with those it with those things the pandemic and you know a death in the ring nothing stops wwe the show goes on unfortunately yeah um but for him yeah but for him to like uh just uh just mention that uh just text me uh on a saturday it was a gut punch you know uh i and that's just me you know boohooing you know between you and i and our followers, you know, but like for you to text me, of course the show's going to happen. But for you, of, of course, I wanted to be there. I, uh, or I don't know if I told you, but publicly, I planted the seed uh, very early, probably January, uh, January, February, <clears throat> um, whenever, whenever Titus was going to be inducted, when it was announced, I said to WWE, uh, I would love to come to WrestleMania and be a part of it and somehow get in the millions of dollars dance, two seconds, you know what I mean? Three seconds. Uh, because they did plenty of segments uh, throughout WrestleMania. And I think that would have been a cool moment to unite everyone. Uh, and I put all that in a text. And uh, the person I talked to said that they would see what they can do, but nothing happened. So uh, I do wish I was part of WrestleMania. But uh, yeah, it was an awesome, awesome uh, show from what I saw. Uh, but what do you think about that gut punch? That's no, that's yeah. I, I, I get, I get how you feel, man, because you know that, what? That is, that is so annoying. Right. It's so annoying. Like, right. come on, man. Like, of course, like for me to say, oh, I'm better. I'm better than WWE. I, I don't need that. Of course, man. I wish I, that's not me. Of course. I wish I would have wanted to be there, you know? And yeah. I was rooting on, of course, I'm going to represent myself too, and of course. some of my sponsors. Uh, I'm going to shout them out uh, during WrestleMania, you know, to uh, get myself over and to get brands that I'm working with over. Because I always say I'm a WWE veteran, you know. Yeah. But of course, of course, I wish I was there, but you know, I got to keep it moving, Arnold. Of course. Yeah, that was a gut punch. What do you think about that? No, I, I feel you. I totally understand where you're coming from. And, uh, you know, but, uh, you know me, I'm always looking things on the bright side because there's so much that you can do, you know, control the controllables. Uh, the, oh, yeah. on, the only thing, I mean, you're valid in feeling the way you feel, but, you know, at the same time, WrestleMania is going to be here every single year. Uh, so there's always more opportunities in the future. And that's just something that we have to look forward to. Yeah, I know, I know, but that's why I did that uh, tribute video about Titus because he does so much. And oh, of course, if anyone deserves that award. It's definitely him, and I've worked with him first firsthand. And um, his work ethic, you know, mm-hmm. we both have the same work ethic. He's got great connections, you know. So um, there would be times when we would 
literally, and I share their story all the time. Uh, we would bust in the Vince Man's office, and yeah, he'd shout out, he'd shout out, "Hey, boss, uh, what, what you got for us?" Right. And sometimes we wouldn't have anything, and then that's when uh, the WWE app became popular, and uh, we were like the ones first, first ones using it, really putting it on the map. You know, uh, Road Dog would be like ptp putting the app on that map baby <laughs> so uh he, he always rooted for us when we were doing the app so it's just i learned how to be proactive even more proactive with my platform uh because of titus and i always say uh uh i taught titus how to wrestle because i was the first one there and the last one uh in developmental working with him and yeah. people uh people didn't take a liking to him uh because he was a football player and i said hey big man the same people that are, I got to keep it PG, are crapping on you now, are going to be kissing your butt later, and he's a Hall of Famer, and all I can do as a tag team partner and brother is root for him. Uh, but yeah. Well said, man. Well said. Yeah, Jay Uso, baby. Uh, my boy, my ride or die, Uso, represented, and he deserves it. I'm glad that uh, regardless whether it's on the pay-per-view or on SmackDown, he did it, and he's representing. Yeah, definitely, man. It's really cool because, you know, uh, Jay Uso, he's always considered himself as the second player in the Uso's tag team. He always follows his brother, brother's lead, Jimmy. And now that he has no choice but to shine on his own, he's really making his mark. Now he has his own merch and his own, own brand being called The Right Hand Man. And for him to accomplish something uh, single-handedly, as big as the Andre the Giants uh, Battle Royal, I think that's amazing. But since you did touch on Titus, let's talk. Let's bring it back to the Hall of Fame induction ceremony. I thought it was really smart for them to combine 2020 and 2021 together, and they just didn't acknowledge it as the whole 2021 Hall of Fame uh, ceremony. You know, they still gave the 2020 inductees their, their light. But um, I'm glad that it didn't happen. Um, through Zoom or anything like that, that I thought it was gonna be. I'm glad that it was in person. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the yeah. one big element that like that I enjoyed about the Hall of Fame that was missing is the WWE superstars in the crowd. I miss all of them sitting down. And when the and you know, hey hey, uh, sorry to cut you off. A lot of people do not like that, man. A lot of a lot of the wrestlers do not like sitting through the Hall of Fame. I know. They don't like it. Mm-hmm. I love it, man. I love it. And the more people I can bring, the better. Like for, for the Hall of Fame, like uh, like my hookups, uh, I would have been like, yeah, I can hook you up with the Hall of Fame. I can't hook you up with WrestleMania. I can give you a discount, <laughs> a discount for WrestleMania. Yeah. But the Hall of Fame, like, I, I got you. I'd, I'd invite all my people uh, to the Hall of Fame. I love it. And yeah. uh, my, my favorite was when uh, Kurt Angle got inducted. And uh, I told my mom, uh, who was with me, make sure you capture when he comes out, because I'm going to be the only one standing on a chair, clapping uncontrollably for him. Mm -hmm. and, that, and she captured it. I was standing on my chair uh, when Cena, when Cena in, uh, in announced him and was walking off stage. I was like on my chair clapping. That was a happy moment for me. I love the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's so fun, especially as a fan. You know, I know, like you said, a lot of wrestlers don't enjoy being there for the whole night. But as a fan, it's really cool to see when the inductees would make a certain comment and it pans back to some of the superstars just giggling or laughing or like thoroughly enjoying themselves. Uh, so I miss that aspect of it. And I felt like it got 
um, it made a huge difference to the Hall of Fame ceremony with with that being taken out of the equation. But it was still it was still good. It was still great. I did feel that the speeches were a little bit too rushed um, because I think they had to make room for two ceremonies. I get that. But um, but yeah, I just wish like certain cer- certain speeches were longer, like Scott Hall's speech for the NWO. He was just like, literally, it's been a great ride. Thank you very much. And I appreciate that. And I get that that's like, you know, Scott Hall's very considerate of, of other people's time. But out of all the inductees, no disrespect, one of the person that I really want to hear from is the NWO. You know, I want them to all to have long speeches. But um, I, I saw the NWO. Uh really cool uh i enjoyed kevin nash's part um but yeah uh the i didn't get to see eric bischoff i haven't seen his yet i would really love to see his um uh, what else um the bellows the bells were upset i'm like what do you mean because of time oh they were upset really <laughs> you think so <laughs> i would think that what kind of serves in their like serve like their advantage because I think, you know, maybe they're they they're not too comfortable with being on the mic. So I thought yeah, the no, time could I saw it online somewhere, bro. That's why I'm saying it. Oh, okay. Like, I saw it somewhere online that, uh, you know, typically, uh, you know, people might get 10 to 12 minutes, but they were only given maybe what, three minutes or so, or yeah. I don't know. I don't know, but their time. Yeah. I saw online that they were upset that, um, they didn't have, a lot of time you know speaking of the bellas i think their fandom is so unique because i think their fandom are not wrestling fans because uh, <laughs> you know they have their podcast they have their reality show and especially oh, the bellas have a podcast? yeah literally just yeah. called the bellas podcast um daniel bryan's a like a regular on that podcast he does like um brain like the smart science trivias that they do like part of their fun segment um, so they have a podcast, they have the reality show, and you know, especially with um, Nicole's uh, boyfriend, Artem, being on Dancing with the Stars, they, they, I feel like their fandom is more of a reality TV fandom. Because <laughs> I know they have fans, I know, you know, like a lot of people follow them, like they're more like, kind it, of like the, the truth. Arnold, hmm. it's the truth. Sorry to cut you off, but it's the truth because people that don't follow wrestling that I've met, yeah, like, several people, they say... You know, I don't follow the stuff you do, but what is that show on the E called? Yeah. I said, oh, uh, Total Divas or 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 Total Bellas. Is that what it's called? Total yep. Bellas? Yep. I, I mentioned that, and then all of them are like, oh, yeah, that's it. That's it. I say that because whenever they appear in, on a WWE live show, they always get booed. You know? Uh, <laughs> they always get booed. And they don't get booed individually when Brie... Brie was having that storyline with Daniel Bryan and Stephanie McMahon. Everyone rooted for her. And when uh, Nikki Bella had that storyline for the Women's Championship, they rooted for her. But like when they're together as the Bellas, (laughs) they they get booed. (laughs) But um, yeah, I thought they did good under speech. I thought everything was well planned out. You know, they had their moments. I couldn't, if they were pissed, I definitely couldn't tell. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what 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 was your favorite um Hall of Fame moment? Whose speech did you enjoy the most? Uh I didn't see all of them in its entirety. Uh Titus is um Titus is the uh, one one that most affected me because uh him and I teamed and traveled the road yeah. together. So yeah. 
for him to be the first active superstar to receive the award uh, in Tampa, Florida. Mm -hmm. It all just makes sense. Oh, yeah. Great timing. This was, yeah, great timing. If this was like five years sooner, absolutely not, you know. Uh, But... Uh, of course, he would have been upset, you know, Tampa, Florida, WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, but it was perfect timing, perfect timing. Like I said, five years uh, uh, five years before, no, but five years now, yeah, it's perfect timing. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. He well, really well deserved. So, um, yeah, overall, the Hall of Fame for the situation of the world, it was the best that they can do. And it was still a great show. I enjoyed it. And again, I wish that every some 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 speeches were longer, but um, you know, I think it works out for JBL that his induction was not in front of a live crowd, because if it was, I feel like he would have gotten booed out of the building, you know, with every. But that's what he wants, you know. That's what he wants. Yeah. Did you did you hear his speech though? Did you did you hear hear how he ended it? Uh, the only sound by I heard, if that's how he ended it, was uh, uh, to all the people that he upset. Yeah. And uh, that he might have offended. Uh, what did he say? Yeah, that's it. Like, if, for all the people that I upset, that I offended, I just want to say, oh, like, cry me a river or whatever. I'm JBL. Yeah. I don't apologize for anything. I'm a wrestling god. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I, at least I know that was his way of acknowledging that he knows that there's all these, like, things that's said about him at least he somewhat acknowledged it in his character which is whatever <laughs> yeah hey, hey hey it's smart but it's the truth yeah yeah um it will, it will be kind of like the big elephant in the room if you didn't say anything about that but um I yeah you, you know i tell you if uh i'm in the process and we'll see how it goes i might as well just say it on our podcast mm-hmm. i'm in the process of uh possibly doing celebrity boxing what one person yeah i mean we'll see we'll see i might as well just mention it on here i won't i won't say anything publicly uh you know because nothing is signed but i'm in the process of working on it just because of a comment that i uh mentioned with aaron carter and lamar odom doing celebrity boxing i met i said something in it uh a comment to, to, to celebrity boxing i said where do i sign up this is awesome and so i'm in the process of it uh, but if I had the chance to fight anyone, it would be JBL. I'd want to. I'd want to fight him in celebrity boxing. That's amazing. Wait, is celebrity boxing already a show? Uh, yeah. I mean, if you look at their Instagram, it's not a show. It's more like a pay per view type deal. And I but, guess they. I don't know their numbers, but. But has it already happened? Up. No, it hasn't happened. Okay. That fight, uh, is happening in June. Mm. They just did like a fake. They did like a face June twelfth, I believe, in the fight in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Wow! Uh, they just did a they just did a face to face. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. But still talking about that, I think once that fight uh, is done, uh, then we'll start even more negotiations. I don't know. We'll see. But that's I'm exciting. Interested in doing it, and the way and the way I'm going to pivot it, and it makes sense, is 2020. I did my first ever musical in New York. Yeah. 2021. Uh, I'm jumping in the ring, a different ring, a boxing ring, something uh, uh, I've never done before, a sport that I feared uh, the most because I was never good with my hands as a kid. I was more of a grappler, wrestler. So for me to overcome my fear, stepping in the boxing ring with whoever uh, is something I want to do. 
way to expand your portfolio, man. And I think it's cool that w when you do do it, you can incorporate even your ring gear. Like your ring gear can change. You can have more of a of a boxing brand too, with the boxing shorts, you know, with. I didn't think that far into it, but that's keep keep, keep going, Arnold. Yeah, I mean, like all the little things that you know how Brock Lesnar incorporates is like MMA. Now he has the fighting shorts. Now you can do that, and uh, Goldberg too. Like in his last match, he wore fighting shorts, so you can mm. switch from the trunks to the shorts. You know, mm, interesting, interesting. And you can I even can have a new finishing move, man. A new finishing move? Yeah, something to oh, do with I boxing. Know. It, it, bro, I have it all saved in my favorites. Um, there you go. I have to send it to you. I'd have to send it to you, but it's almost like I. Uh, it's like a left jab, and then the right punch comes right into the sternum. Love that. I forget this. Uh, this. Uh, this boxer. I'd have to send you the clip, but it's in my favorite. It's in my favorites on Instagram. Uh, st save stuff that I like. Uh, so uh, yeah, that would be my move. That I love would that. Be my move because, you know. Uh, the head can move quick, but if you hit someone in the sternum, their hands go from here to here. It's true. That's when you have a uh, you have a direct target. That's why, like like Mike Tyson, like some some clips that I see uh, on Instagram with him, his, his training style. It, it, if you watch, like he's always aiming for the hips. Huh. He always knows how to move his feet so he can. Uh, land on your side ah. and deliver that body shot you mm, know when mm. he delivers that body shot your hands go down and then you're more susceptible of getting knocked out so yeah i'm very big into that but yeah um to go back to the store if i could fight anyone it would be jbl i would love to see it man i think everyone would love and, to see it and, pro and probably the second wrestler if i had to choose another wrestler i'd say chris Jericho. oh just because, for uh, for headline reasons just for headline reasons, okay. is it gonna sell? Is it gonna sell? You know, of course it that's, is. That's what that's what he always preaches because it's gonna it's gonna look crazy. Uh, because I would pivot it like, you know, Jericho, how's it gonna feel to get knocked out by the first LGBTQ wrestler to come mm. down publicly? Mm. Or it could be like, man, are you tough now that you knocked out a, a LGBTQ superstar? Are you? That, um, does that make you tough? So. Either could go way either way. Doomed. Yeah. Either way he's doing it, and either way he's getting knocked out. Yeah. Because, you know, he's a tough guy. Uh, you know, he, he has that hockey hockey mentality. That's right. Uh, so uh, I'd have to say JBL and Chris Jericho. Love that. Smart choices, man. Really smart choices. Um, but, you know, getting back to WrestleMania, the two-night event, uh, you know, for me, I'm really surprised that they still incorporate hulk hogan into the show uh it's interesting man because and, and arnold arnold and a, a perfect example of how you could have incorporated the millions of dollars dance you have hogan and uh titus doing their thing and then somehow i come in between yeah and then i and then i give hogan that look and you know and then pause for a little bit and like people get where i'm going yes of course and then we and then we do the dance all together you know, unit unity first time in a long time that we've all united yeah pandemic you know yeah so it would have been great to do that with hulk hogan i think it was a great i think it was a great choice that they had titus as the host and i think it was kind of like um a perfect situation because if they're gonna have hogan do it he can't do it by himself uh for one the last two times that he had the mic 
at WrestleMania. He screw, he botched the name of the arena. He just he just can't remember arena names anymore for some reason. Um, but I guess with Titus, it kind of softens the blow, you know. Uh, it gives that impression like, see guys, like you know, like an African American is okay with Hulk Hogan, so we should all be okay with Hulk Hogan now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But if you listen to even you can hear it on Peacock at WrestleMania, um, and I saw some uh, some stuff on Instagram where it's like live reaction of the crowd. When Hulk Hogan came out, he got booed. He got booed. He no longer gets that Hulk Hogan pop when the dun dun dun. No one pops for that anymore. Now it's boos, and every time Hogan talked, you can hear the boos. So, you know, I think it's time for WWE to just like to stop using. Hogan they still they should still include him in the beginning intro WWE you know but when it comes to live shows like that they should stop like they need to read the room like that it needs to stop (laughs) (laughs) Uh, episode 69 and this is probably the most uh brutal egregious uh, forceful you've ever been uh, <laughs> on our podcast, you know? Uh, but yeah, I think a lot of people just, feel the same. Yeah, yeah, you were just, you were just let, telling it like it is. <laughs> um, but, uh, so night one, man, seven great matches. Uh, I'm trying to remember who kicked it off. Oh, okay. Oh my gosh. So when WrestleMania started, the whole pause due to the wet weather uh you know weather situation they had i thought wwe handled it really well just like the great machine that it is they can do things last minute and it was smart of them to cut to all these uh promos of all these wrestlers in the back but the one thing that stood out to me that i really really felt bad for was uh drew mcintyre's um promo i don't know if you saw it but one of the segments they had to stall time was an interview with drew mcintyre and in the interview drew almost cried like he almost like broke because he could tell how frustrated he is um uh he was being asked about his match and he just feels like he just has the worst luck uh with last year uh winning the wwe championship with no crowd and now being the first match back it gets postponed, and I think there was like a five percent chance that it might have been a backstage wrestling match because of the, it was an unforeseen situation. Unforeseen situation, and during Drew, like you know, uh, saying how he feels, his voice cracked, and he was about to cry. And even the interviewer was like, "Oh, okay, like you just need a minute." And then like Drew's like, "No, no, no, bring the bring the mic back here." Um, but you can just tell how frustrated he was because. You know he didn't get to have his moment and now that it's about to happen the weather happened so it's kind of like why me and i totally i totally get how he feels oh i don't totally get how he feels but i can understand how he feels well for them to capture it man yeah it, it's as real as it gets and that's what i wanted to bring to the table with my stuff believability and drew is bringing believability and unfortunately uh we came up with an l against uh bobby lashley who's who i'm glad retained the title me too oh you know what's funny i was doing a wrestlemania prediction with uh vikram on wrestling with awareness for all the cards and i got everything right except for bianca and sasha and ah. except for nia Jax and Shayna baszler 
but everything else I predicted right. Like everything I said happened. And uh, I did say that uh, uh, Bobby Lashley should have won because, and I knew he was going to win because they just invested in his new entrance. They just invested in this almighty brand and it didn't make sense for him to win the championship just to lose it at Mania because uh, Drew, now he's in a position where he doesn't need the championship. He's a main event player with or without the championship. Yeah. I mean, but with WWE, expect the unexpected, you know. They yeah. split uh, Hurt Business, you know, knowing it and saw that coming. So, uh, you know, even though they invested in Bobby Lashley, they can take it from you True. just like that. True. So, That's a good point. Um, but I thought it was really cool that it had a great, you know, with that being the first match, it had a great crowd reaction. Everyone was invested. At one point in the match, they started chanting, this is awesome. And I think it was also really cool that they actually still cheered for Drew. Because, you know, with no crowd, you can't tell. You can't tell if Drew is still, you know, is still is over with the fans as a baby face, if he grew stale. But the fact that they were still chanting Drew and booing uh, Bobby Lashley was like, oh, okay, cool, man. They still love Drew. Bro, I'm still, uh, what I say, bro? I mean, bro, uh, I'm still, I still haven't performed in front of a crowd. And even though I got 2020 match of the year with Tom Waller with New Japan, I still haven't wrestled in front of a New Japan, strong New Japan pro wrestling crowd, you know? So that's, that's a big test for me. Yeah. You know, getting over online and, you know, trying to create magic with no fans. Uh, and even Drew and Sheamus, uh, uh, they mentioned it online. You know, that's the true test of an artist is to be able to create magic with no crowd. Yeah. Know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, man. Um, so the next match was the women's uh, little gauntlet, gauntlet tag team match. And I knew from the bat that Natalia and uh, Tamina was going to win. I hate to sound like a smart, but I just had I just kind of like put the two and two together because most of the most of the teams that wrestled they were kind of just thrown in together, right? Like Lana and Naomi and um, Billy Kay and uh, Carmella, like they were literally just put together. And in my opinion, I just felt it should have been uh, Natalia and Tamina versus Nia Jax and Shayna because. Um, this might be an unpopular opinion, but I just feel like not everyone needs to be in the WrestleMania card, right? Oh, hey, man, I've seen it firsthand. Like, if people doing it, whatever it takes yeah. to get on that card, including me. Yeah. When Titus and I split up, uh, and, I, and I just got to uh, relate stories to my experience. Sure, sure. Uh, if I've never said it, but it's just like, I can relate, bro. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think Titus and I had split up for a second time, and I was in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, and I begged and pleaded uh, uh, with Scott Armstrong, uh, please, could I just be one of the last ones in there, uh, have a great moment, be one of the last ones in there, and then... Uh, or, or one of the last four in there and have a moment so people can be like, oh man, what a great moment for Darren Young. Mm -hmm, What's mm -hmm. next for him? Mm -hmm. And then that's when Bob Backlund and I would have started our vignettes and all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, uh, I remember uh, one battle royal. I think it was four of us in there. I finally got what I wanted. Yeah, yeah, you did, um, man. After my moment, it was me, Kane, Bo Dallas, and I forget who the fourth one was, honestly. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I had my moment. Uh, so yeah, people if people aren't on the show, people are very very upset. So people work all year to 
have this moment. So not having any headliners on, people mm-hmm. are scratching and clawing to really get on. Yeah, I, I get that. And I'm re- speaking of moments, I'm really glad that Tamina had her moment, excuse me, with the splash. You know, that was really cool for Nat- Natalie to be like, no, you up and to give her that WrestleMania moment. And it's pretty cool for Tamina, man. She went from no WrestleMania matches to two. Now she has two yeah. WrestleMania matches, you know, Saturday yeah. and Sunday. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I think it was a great call for Natalia and Tamina to win the gauntlet match because they really did have a shot as a, as, um, as a threat to the tag team championship for Sunday. Some people thought they were going to win. Um, mm-hmm. And also another cool moment was obviously well-deserved uh, Cesaro. He delivered like he always delivers every night that he goes out there to, to, to him. That was just another Tuesday for him. You know, he always puts on WrestleMania matches all the time. So... And people, people are calling that match of the night for night one of WrestleMania. And just from what I saw and just from people genuinely saying that, I definitely, I definitely have to co-sign to that. Uh, One of the moments is him pulling out that, that, uh, the tremendous balance. I've seen him do that on the indies and for him to (laughs) bust that out, WrestleMania, uh, uh, our CrossFit junkies and yeah. great friends of one another, to, and for them to have their own WrestleMania moment, uh, I'm glad Cesaro got the W. Yeah, I'm really happy for him. Well deserved. I hope. I hope it leads to bigger and better things for him. And I want another singles uh, championship run for him. But if it doesn't happen, it's okay. Like uh, he has everyone's respect, and he has the United States Championship title under his belt before, so he has that in his resume. But yeah, I hope. I hope we see more of Cesaro. Um, another match that I, mean, I, I love. I mean, I mean, honestly, in the future, I'd love to see Cesaro take it from Roman. You know, Cesaro yeah, go, you know? yeah. Cesaro, Cesaro can go, man. I'd, I'd love to. That's how you build people up. That won't hurt Roman. A loss to Cesaro, no. absolutely not. You know, that'll help build build him up. And especially as Cesaro being a former Paul Heyman guy, that makes sense. Absolutely, absolutely. That's how you make stars. Bro. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, yeah, just, just personal opinion if we're sitting at the meeting. Yeah. Right? <laughs> absolutely, man. Um, and another highlight match that I I thoroughly enjoyed and it blew everyone away was, uh, you know, John Morrison and The Miz versus Damian Priest and Bad Bunny. And man, like, he, I, I've been hearing rumors that he's been in the Performance Center every day uh, training and wanting, like, it shows that he really cares and it's just not this... Thing that he's doing he really wants to put his 100% effort to it but he he blew everyone's mind away he did moves that a lot of wrestlers can't do man he was doing some Rey Mysterio things out there and um the first movie I don't know I don't know what you call it it's not a hurricanrana but um who does that when you're kind of like flying for a little bit like you know what I'm saying when he twirls and he uh and it, I don't know. I think like TJ TJ Perkins does it, uh, but he did that move and he he did it perfectly. And that was the first time everyone's like, "Oh, damn, this is gonna be great." Yeah, um, yeah. Whatever you're hearing online about him, uh, you know, at the performance center and all that stuff, I definitely believe it. I mean, of all people, Randy Orton is co-signing that you know yeah uh, after his uh after him watching bad bunny's performance uh he's officially a wwe superstar in yeah. his opinion yeah uh a lot of people i've talked to us uh said that they've never heard a bad bunny uh song i said i don't care i mean yeah. you know it 
uh, it's mainstream. Uh, he, I mean, he, he, he's making moves in music so, somehow, some way for him to uh, be a part of WWE. Why not? You know, uh, it's something that he wants to do. Give him a shot. You know, and, and and he put in the work, and he's doing Canadian destroyers on the outside of the ring. I'm like, oof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked good. And he, listen, I never take, I never took one of those. Uh, I'm sure I will. I'm sure, and in 19 plus years coming up in September, I'm sure I will take one, especially <laughs> in Japan. And listen, you know me, man. Uh, I respect the business. I respect uh, WWE for what it is. You do, but you I. Do. With all due respect, I will say that not a lot of people know this, but right now, Bad Bunny is bigger than WWE. Um, we don't know that as like, because I, I feel like his fan base is more international, but he is massive, man. He is massive um, all over the world. And, you know, this year he won Grammys. He hosted SNL. Um, he's just done all these amazing things. And, you know, again, with all due respect, he didn't need WWE. You know, WWE needed him to put eyes on the product. So for him to treat it with such respect and treat it and put it, putting all his work in, it just goes to show what a great guy he is. And he took it seriously, which is awesome. And to me, there's only three celebrities that fit right into the WWE mold. Bad Buddy, Ronda Rousey, and Stephen Amell. Like Stephen Amell also killed it, the Arrow, um, when he wrestled SummerSlam with Neville uh, and Stardust Cody. He he's great in the ring as well because he's a true athlete. And now you know Stephen Amell, he's he's he loves pro wrestling. He's big friends with uh, Young Bucks. He, he's always wearing like Young Bucks Bullet Club shirt on his Instagram. Um, but yeah, those are the top three celebrities that fit right in, you know, to WWE to me. But I I love the match. It was great. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely relate to Bad Bunny uh, just diving headfirst into his WWE experience, me diving headfirst into a musical yeah. and trying to be the best you can, you know, me at the musical, first one first one there, last one to leave, practicing, practicing, trying to get it right, trying to get it right. So Bad Bunny putting in the work and getting Randy Orton's uh, signature of approval as a WWE superstar, that's major, you know, so hopefully yes. we see more of him. Uh, him and Triple H had an interaction uh, on WrestleMania with uh, with Triple H giving him a secret box uh, with a microphone in it. Yeah. So, uh, Triple H saying, hey, do your thing, but I guess you're always welcome back at WWE. So, yeah, very cool moment. Very cool. And Fred, I'm kind of drawing a blank. I know we covered four matches, and I know what the last match is. I'm missing two matches from night one. Do you remember? So, so much, man. <laughs> so, obviously, obviously, the ones that you mentioned were your favorites, you know? So yeah. Your, your, your highlights. If you don't remember the other ones, obviously, they... You know, <laughs> I feel bad. Especially if, we're, especially if we're freestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 69. Yeah, you're right. Obviously, obviously, it didn't stand out to you. <laughs> um, but okay, so let's talk about the main event then. Um, it was a huge main event. I, I didn't... I didn't realize that it was going to be the main event until the night of, because I don't think they promoted it as the main event until Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Bianca Belair versus uh, Sasha Banks. And it's history because it's the first female one-on-one -on -one match. And not only that, it's the first time ever um, two 
African-American females, right? Like wrestling each other at the last match of WrestleMania for night one. So it was a big deal. And I watched that match with Hart. And there was this moment, I'm sure you've seen it before the match, where the bell ding, ding, ding. And Bianca Belair took it all in and she cried. And then Sasha saw that she was crying and it got her emotional too, where you can see she bit her under lip like that because she was about to like quiver and she kind of had to like like okay it is it, it is what it is you're right it's a big moment let's perform like she she said all that with the look that she was giving to bianca and they're like let's do this and as soon as <laughs> heart cries a lot <laughs> uh, so when like when bianca cried she just started like bawling and you know um she doesn't follow wwe too much but she watches big events with me so i would ask her like oh, who are you rooting for who are you rooting for um so off the bat she's like oh i'm rooting for bianca and like okay then i got sasha um so when uh bianca started crying she's like okay now i really like want her to win you know uh and i think it was one of the best matches uh one of the most memorable matches i've ever seen um and you know just me watching it as a fan like you know Sasha's a great athlete and she performed and she did so well but that was Bianca's night um most most of the stuff that I remember about that match was uh Bianca's spots um her strength her agility and the fact that she um one of the one of the things she did was she carried Sasha from outside of the ring carried her to the ramp and threw her into the ring not a lot not a lot of people can do that but yeah, like you said, everything was on point and it was a big moment, man. It was it was the perfect way to end WrestleMania night one. But anyways, I checked back on the two <laughs> matches that I missed and it was uh, Braun Strowman versus Shane and also the tag team match, The New Day and AJ and um, Omos. Um, but again, the tag team match didn't really stand out to me. Um, but you know, with Braun and Shane, I thought it was a great match for kids. You know, it was very cartoonish. It was very like Braun the Giant, roar, like you know, very very cartoonish match. But it it was it, it delivered. It, it served its purpose. So, and Shane took a horrible bump. When I say horrible, he landed perfectly, but it was a scary bump from the top rope. But he landed perfect on his back, man. What a pro! Top rope, the top of the cage. Sorry, top know? of the cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like oh, like yeah. And you can get away with doing that once a year, you know what I mean? Yeah. What a what a bump, man. What a WrestleMania moment. As True. always, something big happening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Braun looked great, man. He was in great shape. He's been staying, maintaining that shape for a while, which is great. Um, but with that said, that was night one. Again, such a great main event. It was the right call to have uh, Sasha and Bianca main event nine, night one. Uh, to me, man, I thought night one was superior to night two, uh, in my opinion. I like Some of the matches were, were better, in my opinion. And uh, I was so excited for The Fiend and Randy Orton. And I was so happy that that was the first match. And The Fiend had one of the best entrance ever. I loved it. And I love how he went back to his regular form. Um, you know, I, man, like Alexa Bliss is just killing it with her character. You can tell she's having fun. She's so comfortable in it. And I love how he popped out of the Jack in the Box thing. And it was so cool. And it was the perfect way to start the match. It was fast paced. Uh, the first thing The Fiend did was jump from the box into the ring. And, uh, you know, a lot of people were pissed about the ending. Uh, I feel... 
I can step back and look at it on, on both sides. Uh, I appreciate the fact that now we have a new storyline with Alexa Bliss and The Fiend. Um, and I thought it was, they delivered it, executed it really well. Uh, it wasn't corny at all when Alexa Bliss started bleeding and it was all black all over her face. I just felt like that match should have been not on a WrestleMania match. I thought, I think, because to me, WrestleMania is always the ending of a chapter, the ending of a book. And I should feel, I left that match feeling confused. You know, looking forward to like, okay, what's going to happen on Raw? But to me, I felt WrestleMania should be like a season finale where everything gets answered and Raw happens. And it's like, okay, a brand new feud. So, um, but again, like it was executed really well, but I just felt. It was executed very well because it keeps both characters strong. Yes, yes, absolutely. Randy and gets it's very a... important because Randy Orton's an OG and you just can't. You just can't do the fiend in like that. You know what I mean? Yep. He's he's reinvented himself, so mm-hmm. uh, you've gotta like have him lose in a way that still keeps him strong. So I yes. get why they did. I get why they did what they did. But you know, I have to mention before I lose my train of thought that one of my favorite parts of just any major pay per view or WrestleMania or any WrestleMania is the gear. You know? Yeah. And Randy Orton sporting the white was my favorite i'm actually thinking about it just getting some white gear because i've never had white gear so why not i might as well do it now because as you mentioned in a previous podcast randy orton wishes that uh he could have done more stuff with the wyatt family uh because been with them longer because uh the covering your body you know and at 37, you're only, you know, when you hit 30s, everything's down. It's supposed to be downhill, but it's not. Yeah. Because I make my 30s jealous of my t- 20s. But, you know, you get older, stuff starts to sag. So, uh, you know, Randy and I are in the same boats. We pride ourselves on our physique. Uh, but I'm going to have to get some white gear. I'm definitely going to have to get some white gear. But I also don't want it to look like I'm wearing a diaper. Too, yeah. You know? so yeah. I have, to, I have to be very careful with that. Maybe get something that is maybe uh maybe like a white goldish i'm not sure but i don't want it to look like that I, that, that that i'm wearing a diaper i get it you have to be very you have to be very careful with white because white is like again wrestlemania you can only wear it once yep. really yep. so i have to think about that i might maybe get a new pair of gold mm. uh, uh just like all gold gear uh, that you can wear uh, a lot yeah, but white gear, man, is very tough to keep clean, and I've heard that from experience. Other guys have done so. Yeah, but yeah, what white gear is great. Randy Orton sporting it. Yeah, always one of my favorite parts of WrestleMania. What the guys are going to be wearing and girls are going to be wearing. Very true, man. Very true. Um, but with that said, I I think the production was great for that match. You know, everything was done well. But again, I just felt like it should have been a chapter closed. But a chap, it's going to be a new book, which is which is fine. But I just felt confused. <laughs> um, yeah. So the second match was, again, the tag team match again for the Women's Tag Team Championship. Tamina and Natalia versus Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. I honestly thought Tamina should have won. Tamina and Natalia should have won because, you know, um, Nia and Shayna has that championship for a while now. And they haven't really done anything too memorable with it. 
And it would be nice for Natty to hold the tag team championship because it means so much for her dad. And it's also it would have been nice for Tamina to get that second win at WrestleMania and hold a championship for her for her first time ever in WWE. I just thought that would have been the right time to do it. So I'm really surprised that that went the other way. But yeah, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on that, man? Uh, yeah, you know, definitely uh, that that definitely should have been a moment for Natty and uh, Tamina. Um, yeah, but they're back to chasing it again. You yeah, know? and you know, uh, ultimately, hopefully, they get it. Yeah. Um, the next match, I believe, was Apollo versus uh, Big E. And I'm so happy for both of them, man. It meant the, that match meant a lot to both of them. It was it's a new uh, opportunity, especially Apollo, because you know Apollo felt like he's from Lillian Garcia's podcast. I learned that Apollo's kind of dis- felt discouraged. You know, he wants to connect with the fans, and now he kind of fo- found his lane. And I think he's doing the accent very well. Uh, the whole thing, he's owning it, and it made sense for him to win the IC Championship. Although I felt like he still would have been okay if he didn't if he didn't win it but the fact that the match was catered to him and his um his new branding uh it made sense that he won and um the one thing that <laughs> it's very small but it's not even in the match but the one thing that kind of discouraged me was a uh, big e's entrance with uh Wale performing it because you could tell Wale was lip syncing and there were times where the the audio was going off and Wale didn't have the mic in his mouth. So mm. I'm like, dude, like, I know it's WrestleMania. I know you're like has to be perfect, but you're a rapper. You know, like you're you should be like doing this live. And like that was just very weird to me. But other than that, that's just nitpicking. But Yeah, I mean that's very important, you know. I mean, because we're watching if you're a fan uh of Wale, you're watching it, you're watching it. And obviously, uh you know he's a big WWE fan, and you gotta you gotta make your stuff look good. You know? Yeah. Um, man, I didn't I didn't notice that. Uh, but did, did a lot of people mention that online? Uh, no, I didn't really read into it, but maybe they did. I'm not sure. But me and like my group of friends that was watching it, we definitely caught that. We're like, oh no. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're a performer, so I mean, you're gonna. Uh, uh, catch that stuff you yeah know? that's but, true yeah, that's important that's important you know i don't know if they rehearsed the entrance maybe they didn't rehearse the entrance but i'm pretty sure that everything that is like on stage yeah everything is like everything i'm pretty sure is rehearsed i've seen it so yeah i don't know yeah i don't know but yeah i'm glad uh apollo had that moment and he's comfortable that's that's so important you know that's important for me not to have those those inner blocks we mm-hmm. all have those inner blocks but yeah 37 years old well 30 when i came out like once you unlock those inner block blocks that we all have you get so much access to cool stuff and yes he's experiencing it i'm experiencing it so yeah, yeah i'm always showing uh apollo love and you've seen it firsthand about uh you know how much love he's shown for me so yeah, I'm very happy that he got his first IC. Yeah, you know? yeah. So he's held, he's held the U.S. title uh, once or twice, correct? Twice, I think. Twice, yeah. Give him a shot with the IC championship. Yeah. It's not gonna hurt. It's not gonna hurt Big E. So yeah, I'm glad he had his moment. And that big guy, um, I forget his name, but me too. That, <laughs> that's his that um, that's his debut. I've seen him in the performance, and I've worked yeah. out with him. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so. Um, 
yeah, I'm happy for him, you know, making moves now. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he did his thing during Raw Underground as well. That's where a lot of people yes, knew yes. him from. So, um, yeah, yes. it's cool to see new characters being introduced. Um, mm -hmm. And then the next one, I believe, is the Riddle versus Sheamus match. And I knew that Sheamus was going to win because... Uh, for one, it's not going to hurt Riddle to lose a championship to Sheamus. But also, I think it was a reward for Sheamus for doing so well for the last few months that he's been, um, you know, working with WWE. He's had killer matches with Drew. He was a good sport about it. Um, he was brought back to the main event status. So it was kind of his reward. And I could, I could tell already that he was going to win it. And man, that kick from that moonsault to Drew's, I mean, to um, Riddle's mouth, man, that was brutal. And it was the only way to do it, man. Like, it was like a nice blessing, unexpected blessing in that match because they needed that and it was great. Yeah, I get I get real giddy because any, any big time in wrestling or any big type of headlines I'm gonna, that I like, I'm gonna comment on and some of the major Instagrams uh, commented on that and tagged Seamus, and I would comment uh, and uh, say that, you know, uh, and I think I mentioned it uh, on Seamus's page, that uh, the intensity that he brings is something that I mirror in New Japan. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's so important, that intensity, being physical, hit, hitting hard in safe places. Uh, he does great, you know. So he's he's a guy I like to mirror, and he he always likes uh, likes my comments and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, and uh, the slip up, uh, the slip up on the road. Oh yeah, and that and that's great. You know, I wouldn't have been upset. You know, uh, you stumble, you fall. It happens. It's right. It's life. You know, if it was my first year in the business, I would have been devastated, devastated. But me doing it, as long as I've been doing it, I'm yeah. gonna just recover and deliver the boom. I'm not gonna freak out, and he didn't freak out. No, he still recovered, delivered the boom. Uh, but yeah, Sheamus is one of my, along with Randy Orton, I have to throw in Sheamus when it comes to uh, how they move the in between stuff that they do. Not copying them, you know, but the in between stuff and the timing and the accuracy, yeah, and the intensity. I live for it. And speaking of not freaking out, uh, big props to Mandy Rose for not freaking out after her fall during her entrance. I don't know if you caught that, but she slipped. But she got yeah, back up and she acknowledged it and she moved on. And she didn't make it a big thing. She didn't make it awkward. That was that was great. Yeah, yeah, those are those are the worst. But like, <laughs> something that Seamus did, yeah, Seamus did. I think it's cool. But slipping on the entrance, ha, huh? like. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. we all still remember Ultimo Dragon slip up at Mania when he fell yeah. over, he tripped over his cape. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yeah, that's like, that's not fun at all. You yeah. Know? Like I said, uh, Sheamus is, hey, you're in a fight, you know, you're in the top rope, you know? Yeah. Uh, like, stuff happens, rope shake, they, your hips could get out, but to recover and then deliver the boom, uh, that's... You know, that's that's props to me. Absolutely, man. Um, props to me, to him. I get it. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, another special match that happened was Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. And I think it was so special for both of them because Kevin Owens, men he mentioned in the promo, they fought all over the world. They got into this business together. And both of them has have been told that they won't make it at a mainstream level and they don't have what it takes. And here they are. You know, after battling in front of people 
that's like uh an 18 18 people crowd to wrestlemania they did it and both of them did it it's like an edge and christian moment that you know they shared this journey together and they made it to the top together and a lot of people you know kind of saw this as a negative thing to have logan paul involved in the match but you know it didn't take away from the match and also logan served his purpose um because he got eyes on the match and, uh, you know, he wasn't heavily involved. He just got that stunner at the end, which everyone kind of expected. But man, like, you know, I know everyone has their opinions about Logan Paul and it's justifiable. But, you know, in my opinion, in my opinion, um, I think he delivered, you know, like uh, promo wise on SmackDown. I saw him uh, do his segment. It felt real. It felt genuine. Nothing felt forced. And he kind of took like he kind of took the stunner the way a normal civilian would take the stunner. <laughs> you know, it looked it looked deadly. It looked like his next snap. I thought he took the stunner very well, man. <laughs> <laughs> you're 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 absolutely right on. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I mean, that's all I can say. He took yeah. it like a civilian. Yeah. That's how you should. You know? That's how you should. You know? Yeah. Uh, even me, I mean, if I take a stunner now, I might, you know, I might take it unusual just j- just to be different. Yeah. Not, not too crazy, but just like believable. I don't know what I would do. Sure. You know, honestly, but like I'm all about, you know, either do it like a civilian or, you know, like when it comes to selling and I'm teaching a wrestling class, I tell people to youtube the best ufc knockouts the best boxing knockouts and try to try to see see how they fall yeah they don't always fall on their back they don't they they just crumble you know and if you've been doing it as long as i have and you take a nice shot you know that's safe yeah and you can crumble and make it look real like just watch some of my highlights on youtube i mean not on youtube on my instagram of new japan of just being very rough and mm. uh aggressive especially with uh hikaleo uh you know brothers, i saw that uh, grills at grills of destiny and like i always say uh at this point in my career i'm trying to elevate talent yeah and look as as strong as possible you know and as believable as possible so yeah that's my bread and butter baby the selling yeah know, believability you know but still being safe you know mm-hmm. safe safe yeah safe. i always thought it was unique the way Billy Gunn and Chris Benoit would take the stunner because uh, a lot of people, of course, the Rock's way is very memorable, but a lot of people, yeah. like, you know, have it where they land, they, they're on their back. But Billy Gunn was the first to land flat on his face. Uh, it was during a segment where uh, Stone Cold was trying to figure out who hit him with the car. And the rumor was whoever hit him had blonde hair. So Billy Gunn was suspect number one. And this is after he came back from a shoulder injury when uh, Bubba Ray hit him with a pipe on his shoulder. And we haven't seen him on TV in a while. And he came back and he got stunned. And when he got stunned, he landed on his face. And that was the first time I saw anyone took the stunner like that. And I thought that was cool. Um, But the second person that to me felt really unique was Chris Benoit because when he gets stunned, Chris wouldn't go on his knees. He would stay on his feet and he would just go down and it would just fall straight back. And that was so different to how a lot of people would take it because some people would go down on their knees as well and then fall over. But he was just literally on his feet the whole time and he would just go down and, you know, land flat on his back. 
Yeah, I might take it like Benoit. I, I have a feeling that I might take it like him. Okay, yeah, it's a good way to take it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and another great match was Rhea Ripley versus Asuka. And I feel like this is one of those things in life where everything happens for a reason. Because last year, Rhea Ripley had that segment where she, you know, you know, she was... Uh, thinking about how big the match is, like her first match at WrestleMania. And she's looking at the stadium like, wow, I can't believe I'm going to perform here. And obviously it didn't happen. It happened in the Performance Center. She wrestled uh, Charlotte for the NXT Championship and she lost. Um, but, you know, again, I think this is one of those times where life t teaches us that everything happens for a reason because now she did wrestle uh, one full year later back in the uh, stadium that she thought she was going to wrestle in. But this time she won the Raw Women's Championship in front of a live crowd. So even a better moment in my opinion. But yeah, well-deserved, well-deserved. Rhea Ripley has put her work in, you know, she has a unique look and it's, it was great. I enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, I didn't get a, ch a chance. Uh, again, I just saw all high. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, you know, uh, good for them. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, which brings us to the main event and what a main event it was. Uh, Roman Roman Reigns, Edge, and Daniel Bryan. And I think before anyone saw it, I already saw how... Before they mentioned it, I already knew how special this match was because take Roman, Edge, and Daniel Bryan out of the equation and put Joe, Bryan, and Adam into the equation. Those three men have been told that they will never wrestle again. Uh, Roman with leukemia. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Bryan with his concussion and Adam with his neck. And they thought their chances of main event WrestleMania was slim to none. And here they are, those three men, main eventing WrestleMania. It's, uh, you can't make this stuff up, man. Like, sometimes... Did they share this, uh, like, uh, in the highlight packages? They shared it at um, Adam's documentary, Edge's Chronicle. Oh. But they never... Oh, yeah, but storyline-wise, that was not mentioned. They don't. They don't want to take wow. the human side into it. You know, they want to make it all very character-driven. So they didn't talk about oh, that at okay. all. It was. It was oh, all okay. about the build-up to the yeah. championship. Um, they didn't want to make it like a second chance type of thing. Um, but I, I noticed that. I, I realized that already <laughs> before I saw Adams like Doc. You know, I just thought how powerful that was. Um, but man, like what a performance by all three. Like it just goes to show when you have three A-list players, like it just it's just perfection. And and with the edge, how come the same gear as Randy? Uh, yeah. Is there, a, is there a story about that? I don't know. Did they or did they mean to do that? I think it was a a coincidence. Um but yeah, did, they did match each other, but yeah, I think it was a coincidence, man. I don't think it, Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it, and again, Edge with the white gear, again, a favorite of mine. Mm -hmm. When you have the white gear and your tanner, you got that WrestleMania tan. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Picture perfect for me. Yeah. And, um, you know, I thought it was the right call for Roman to win. They all put on a perfect, great performance. It was one of those things where you don't know who was going to win. And I was happy with whoever would win. You know, there was a win-win situation for me. But uh, it made sense for Roman to win because, in my opinion... Um, Daniel Bryan and Edge being on the main event of WrestleMania was already their victory. You know, that was already, like, they did it. 
But for Roman, he needed that win for his character to prove that he is the tribal chief, head of the table. And it now it can you know the the story can continue and uh, I just I I thought the tribal chief yep the tribal chief the head of the table and the back of the bus guy <laughs> back of the bus guy nice back of the bus back nice of the bus. he uh, he rules the back of the bus yeah makes sense as he should man um, but <laughs> I just thought I thought someone was gonna return I thought Jimmy Uso was gonna show up you know or I thought like. Mm-hmm. Like you predicted before that a new member from the Samoan dynasty might pop up and join his faction. Um, but we didn't get any of that, But which is, which is okay. Um, there's still time for that. But it was, it was a great match. And I knew that Roman was going to win because the last three WrestleMania, it ended with a baby face winning, a feel-good moment. So there needed a, like, you know, it was much needed that a WrestleMania uh, ended with a heel, you know you know be, being victorious at the end of it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah uh, again a beautiful story told and hopefully yeah hopefully they can stretch a moment out where maybe uh uh jimmy uso comes back yeah you know, adds to the uh, samoa dynasty and then maybe have another heavy uh have another heavy hitter uh the samoan werewolf yeah uh He's like he's like Umaga who flies even more. Wow. Uh, he's um he's the Tonga kid. He used to team with uh Rakishi way back in the eighties. Yes, I remember. The Tonga, kids, the Tonga kid's son, you know, who I've wrestled uh for APW All Pro Wrestling in San Francisco, and I remember us n- hardly even talking because he was coming from another show to make this show to wrestle me. We hardly talked, and we had a, a stellar, stellar match, man. Amazing. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I love to see like a faction uh, that would be different because I don't know if there's ever been like a Samoan type faction uh, that's managed by Paul Heyman. Yeah. So, um, um, yeah, I think they can really stretch that out for a long, long time. Absolutely, man. And I think it'll be cool when Jimmy returns because he kind of has a new look. I don't know if you've seen it, but he grew his hair back out. And now he kind of has saw. he has a brown streak a little bit on his hair. It looks pretty cool. I saw that, you know. So yeah, yeah. Again, uh, they come together. They're they're all individuals who think individually, who are family that work collectively, man. Yeah. So yeah, coming back with the different looks, you know, they both had their own. Maybe all three of them had their own T-shirt. All four. Of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah down the line you know what i mean yeah uh, they're all individuals making moves so yeah hopefully it can grow i'd be a big fan yeah absolutely man and fi- that's wrestlemania that's wrestlemania man and i thought it was what great WrestleMania? that's wrestlemania man but we can't forget about stone cold steve austin and chris jericho uh doing their podcast yeah uh, I actually thanked I actually thank chris jericho uh he just uh uh put out a post i think yesterday or today i think it was yesterday he put out a post about his new book coming out mm-hmm. and i and i posted and it got like hundreds of likes uh from fans i posted um that uh that he's been a big inspiration in my wrestling journey and something that stood out to me and, and i'm just paraphrasing what i said uh what stood out to me was when he mentioned that uh with wwe he didn't want to be uh, second match type of guy. Yeah. He felt like his career was like uh, going towards that, and he's yeah. better than that. Mm-hmm. And I could relate to that, you know. With my release, 
it happens, you know, but I have to move on, you know, and my, and my bucket list was new Japan. So mm-hmm. they didn't come to me. I went to them and said, you know, I want to work with you. Uh, I'll, I'll try out, I'll do whatever it takes, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. And I got the opportunity and I was either going to crap the bed or have some of my best matches, my best work. And I'm doing some of my best work so far. But the true test is in front of a crowd. You yeah, know what I mean? you're right. So uh, on many, many, uh, many occasions, the two I just mentioned, Chris Jericho was an inspiration to me, you know, and I let him know that. And I remember uh, just looking at the comments and one fan was like, uh, oh, it sound, uh, oh, that sounds like a drunk message. You know? like, <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm, I said I haven't drunk since August 2017. Yeah. Uh, so I needed I needed to comment on that. Uh that uh that troll on social media um but yeah i it, um, i mean come from the heart you know what i mean yeah. I'm already i'm already in my own lane with new japan strong True. you know uh so i don't need aew i really don't you yeah know? and um uh hopefully sometime this year in the future i will get to uh japan and work with some greats like tanahashi yeah absolutely i feel like it's gonna happen man and, you know, you mentioned, uh, rightfully so, Stone Cold and Chris Jericho's podcast. Um, you know, when, to me, that was bigger than Chris Jericho joining AEW, to be honest, for me. Because when Chris Jericho joined AEW, I didn't get chills the way I got chills when I found out that Stone, he was going to be on Stone Cold's podcast. Because yeah. uh, I already knew it was kind of going that way. Because obviously, Chris Jericho's already been in New Japan, associ- associated himself with the Young Bucks. And, you know, with Cody, so I was like, okay, it's not that big of a, like, big of a deal because I saw it coming. Not that it's not a big deal, but I saw it coming. This one, I was blindsided. I had no, like, you know, with the countdown, the teaser for it, and it's just Chris Jericho and Stone Cold looking at us and winking. That was really cool. That was the best way to promote it. And it gave me chills, and it brought me back to when I was a kid, when I would see my favorite WWF wrestlers showing up at Nitro out of nowhere, you know, so... Really cool. And, amazing, and uh, another amazing Chris Jericho moment was uh, when he posted at the airport in Tampa. The WWE uh, private jet was uh, at the airport, and he took a picture, a selfie with it uh, behind him. Did you see that? Oh, no, movie? I didn't see that. Was that on his Instagram? Yeah, yeah that's on his Instagram. If you go to his, like, uh, one of the most recent pictures with the WWE jet behind him, and he had just, like, posted it one morning, like, West Coast time. Uh, like 7 a.m. and I woke up, posted it. He he had posted it in three minutes, and I commented saying, "Good God, <laughs> good, good God, the takeover is happening in the air." And it got like 500, 500 so likes, probably cool. more now. Yeah, uh, from you know from fans uh, saying that. So that's great. I thought it was funny. You know, the evasion is going to happen in the air. I love it, man. I love it. But what a great week. Um, you know, uh, of course, nothing's going to be perfect. But overall, I'm as a fan, I'm super satisfied, super entertained uh, with just with everything that's going on in pro wrestling in general, man. And new season. Here's here's a new season in WWE. And I love the new WWE intro. I don't know if you saw it, but uh, they changed it. And, you know, now they have like little audio from all the famous quotes at WWE, like, and that's the bottom line, like, oh, you can't see me and all that. So it kind of gives you the chills and, and it gives you pump up uh, to watch the program when you when that's the first thing that you see. So I love it. Um, but yeah, yeah, man, overall WrestleMania in the books, WrestleMania 37, and next year is going to be in Texas. Um, and, and I, it's going to be one night. 
Really? Yeah, because I saw it. Uh, I saw it one night uh, in Dallas. One oh, night shit. in uh, in, um, in L.A. In, Whoa! Uh, wow. Twenty twenty-three. Yeah. Damn. Now, like, now that I'm just getting used to two nights, they're bringing it back to one night. Wow. Yeah. Man, yep. I thought it was gonna be yep. two nights from this point on. Wow, that's crazy. Yep. Yeah, uh, because uh, I think, yeah, Stephanie McMahon did some kind of like, uh, you know, like they do their uh, quarterly, uh, you know, stock calls and all that stuff with their stockholders. And uh, they said, she said that they did it two nights uh, to kind of ease every ease everyone back in and they want to go back to one night. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. They have the they have the one night in Dallas and LA, so that should be a lot of fun. Yeah, that will be a lot of fun. Hopefully, the weather won't be an issue. And I think after Dallas is when we're gonna see it in LA at SoFi, right? Yeah, yeah. So definitely, um, you know, when that drops, you know, you're gonna have to, you know, uh, somehow get get the hookup or somehow there's got to be some kind of sponsors there, you know, yeah, that you can work with. So yeah, uh, just like. Uh, just like the one uh, football game we went to. That's right. That's right, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got to look into that. Yeah, for sure. I got two years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, hey, man, you got stuff like you got to start now because, like, I, I don't know if it's true or not, but, like, when, like, WWE is in town for WrestleMania, they, like, they like buy up a lot of like places so re- like wrestling doesn't run like other sure. wrestling shows don't run so sure i don't know how that works but yeah they start like i would love to do my own show you know yeah uh, like somewhere in west hollywood like outside like <laughs> i think it would be really cool but yeah we'll see who's running and stuff like that but i was very happy that because i was busy anyway being a gunkle uh, and I was busy in February, and March with so many projects that uh, I'm glad that I didn't go to Tampa and, and be a part of any other wrestling festivities because family comes first with me. Yeah, yeah, as it should, man, as it should. Um, yeah. I think that's a perfect way to end it. Uh, again, a perfect, a perfect way to end episode 69, just me and you. Uh, episode 70, I don't tell, uh, uh, I don't spill the beans, you know, um, on a guest because sometimes, you know, how it goes, Arnold. Sometimes it never happens. But our next guest is going to be Steve Cutler, uh, former WWE superstar from the Forgotten Sons. He's going to be our next guest on Pro and Bro Wrestling. Episode 69, it was just you and me. Episode 70, I'll be Steve Cutler from the Forgotten Sons. So we want to hear his story. I always say, don't die with a story and you tell it, you know, I mean, he's got a major story. Steve Cutler, important, uh, a major fact out of all the wrestlers that I've met in my life that have said, oh, I'm going to be a WWE superstar. Uh, he's the only one that like told me in a little bar in New Jersey that he was thinking about being a wrestler, just got out of the Marines. Uh, and he went to a wrestling school over the years. He ultimately did a trial, got signed with WWE, and made it to NXT. He's the only one in my lifetime that said he was that said he was going to do it and did it. So he'll be our next guest uh, on Pro and Bro Wrestling. That's going to be a great one, man. I can't wait for that. It's always nice to hear a true to life uh, fairy tale story. You know, a Cinderella story for someone who made it like that. And it's encouraging to others. If he can do it, anyone else can do it too. It just takes a lot of hard work, dedication, and a lot of sacrifice, but it can be done. 
And on that yes. note, thank you guys so much for listening and watching this episode. It's been a fun one. Uh, you know, we're just two wrestling fans who love to talk wrestling. So this is this is amazing for me. Um, if you guys are watching us on YouTube, make sure you guys uh, give us a thumbs up and leave a comment. And if you guys are listening to us on iTunes, give us a five-star rating and leave us a review. So, you know, we know what you guys like or don't like about this podcast. And with that said... Block the hate, salute the great Arnold Talagaarta. <laughs>